0: On today's show, what has impressed us the most about Derek Lively so far early in his rookie campaign? We'll talk about that and things that have encouraged us and things that have maybe discouraged us about the Dallas Mavericks so far on today's Lockdown Mavs.
1: I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks. NBA champions. He hit nine, It's good, and the Mavericks have won the game. If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never
0: fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen today. Where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know what has impressed you about Derek Lively so far this season. Also, let us know if you're going to the Rangers parade. It's today if you're listening to this on Friday or tomorrow if you're listening to this on on Thursday. uh, Let us know. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to head over there and see what's up with the Rangers parade. Congrats to the Rangers. Go listen to Lockdown Rangers. Bryce had an incredible time. He's just euphoric. It's one of those podcasts where, like, I don't know if he knew what he said the whole time, but he said good stuff through, throughout the whole episode. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepickscom slash LockdownNBA. Use the code, all lowercase, LockdownNBA for a free uh, first deposit match up to $100. And joining me. Weekly co-host from Bally Sports, what you got for me, Dana Larson?
1: Yeah, we got to start with congratulations to the Rangers, right? Amazing, amazing. unbelievable. The last parade I was at was of course 2011 Mm. for the Dallas Mavericks. I was nine months pregnant. I now have a 12 year old. (laughs) So it is time that we celebrate another championship in this city, right? Amazing. What a cool experience last night was.
0: The Dallas, the Dallas championship drought was a middle schooler. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, that says a lot, doesn't it? That says a lot. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So incredible stuff. Again, check out Lockdown Rangers. Check out all the, the great stuff that's coming out of that show. Man, amazing. On today's show, though, we're going to talk about things that we're encouraged by with the Mavericks so far. 4-0 no start. Lots of stuff to be encouraged by. But there's still some things we, we, you know, we're discouraged by or things that we're monitoring or watching or maybe concerned by. We'll talk about that. But Dana, I want to start here. Derek Lively has really impressed so far in the game the other night against the Bulls. He had uh, just, in, in, I thought, a really, really good game where he was so impactful in a way that not a lot of people saw. He had seven points, 13 boards, six assists, only three fouls against Vucevic, which was something we were really watching because I thought this game against Nikola Vucevic was a precursor to how he may defend Jokic. Now, Jokic is a completely different animal, completely different level, but similar body type, similar and the way that they kind of want to go about playing. And so I, I was encouraged by that play, and I've just been encouraged by the playmaking, the passing, and a lot of things we've seen from Derek Lively so far.
1: Yeah, he's now gone up against Slenderman. And he man, <laughs> <laughs> you got you got seven, four, two, ten, and then you got six, ten, two, sixty, or whatever it is with a uh, boot last night, and even Andre Drummond. You know that's just another kind of traditional big. Um, that we have seen, and so he's he's now seen it all in four games, truly. And then the matchup, of course, with Brooklyn, where it was nothing but wings, and it was a totally different kind of game. And you didn't see him play quite as much, which was a lesson in and of itself. But uh, speaking of you know young kids, I, I just and if you you know had to tell me he was 19, I wouldn't believe you. The way he has played, and the only reason I believe you is because his mom is always with him. And if I had a teenager, I'd be around my kid all the time too, if they were in the NBA. And she's amazing and she's she's keeping a close eye very smartly on her son. And she knows a lot about basketball. So I'm sure she's <laughs> offering him an awful lot too. She, but he, I,
0: it, I yeah. asked I asked that last night because Derek Lively was on the, you know, he's on the, the podium doing his presser, and I his mom walked in and sat right behind me. And I remember from Skin's interview on, on Bally's that he said, You know, my mom will give me notes, or I'll I'll give Derek Lively notes between games because she played. She's a college player. She's six four. I don't know if you ever stood next to her. Like she. No, I haven't. She's very tall. She's like almost taller than me. I'm
1: not surprised. Yes.
0: Yeah, and so I, I it was like nobody was asking a question. It's one of those like, all right, you can throw out anything now because there's nobody like, jonesing to try and ask a question or something. And I was like, hey, Derek. Did, from last game where you struggled with fouls to this game, did your mom give you any notes? And I just like pointed to his mom behind and she was like, he was like, yeah, she told me some stuff that I can't repeat. And then, <laughs> and then she told me I got to move my feet more. And she always gives me good notes. And, you know, he gave the great answer, yes. but, but yeah, she was yeah. giving him notes <laughs> game to game.
1: Well, and what, and what she's doing is, is working because I think it was with regards to the discipline that he's going to continue to need to play with to stay out of foul trouble. And you pointed out only three fouls in that game against the Bulls. And that was just massive. That's why he got to play 33 minutes. Um, and when he is as um, significant as he has shown to be, you want him out there longer in the Spurs game. He played 30 minutes. He had the you know the unbelievable debut double double and was a plus 20 in that game. When he played 33 minutes against the Bulls he was a plus 15 and he had a varied stat line. You know the 7 points, the 13 rebounds, the 6 assists which by the way only the second rookie in franchise history to have 6 or more assists as a center as a center so you you know he's doing things we're learning about his game he's doing things that i don't even think he did in college that are already coming to him here at the nba level he's getting great coaching obviously those individual workouts that he has with the bigs in practice where they're working a lot on those moments where you're going to have to be a release valve and you need to know where the open shooters are and we saw all of that play out so beautifully last night because it was a game that they were making life really difficult for luca and you're going to see that a lot cuz a lot of teams are going to try that strategy against the maps
0: oh yeah the the what they did yesterday if you didn't listen to last night's show they had such a great game plan on luca it was stay up tight with him be physical. They got away with a bunch of bump valves that Luca was not happy with. But if you're going to get away with those, you just do it as much as possible. Bump him. And then anytime Luca is about to make a play, drive, anything, send help. They send help every time. And then in like the fourth quarter, in the second half, they were sending doubles and traps on every turn. It was like he had to get the ball out of his hands. And so when you do that, you got to have, like you said, the release valve. And it was Derek Lively last night. And he was making the right play, kicking out, finding shooters. I mean, his... You know, six assists for a center. Like you said, there's not many. I think I, I tweeted this last night. The amount of centers in Mavs history that have had like 13 rebounds and six assists. Uh, Roy Tarpley, DeAndre Jordan did it once. Christian okay. Wood did it once. And now Derek Lively. That's it. Those are all the centers that have done that. The Mavericks haven't had one of these playmaking type centers or at least can, yeah. can make the right pass like that. And that's an area of, of his game that I just didn't expect to be as prevalent as it is so far. But he's he's making such an impact in that, and then you mentioned his plus minus. I went to cleaning the glass, and I looked at the Maverick, the difference between the Mavericks' different like defense when he's on the court and off the court. The Mavs okay. are seven point six points per hundred possessions better defensively when he's on the court, and you can see that, wow. right? That 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 passes the eye test with the Mavericks being better when he's on the court. Again, really small sample size. I'm not gonna. I try not to go too much into the. If anybody shows you lineup data right now, four games in the season, like all right, maybe let's maybe let's wait on that. Just just, just like a little bit, but he's making an impact in a bunch of different ways.
1: He is, and he's making you feel better about the way in which they went uh, about getting this draft pick, right? I mean, it was not (laughs) fun to endure the losses at the end of the year and go through the process that they were. Um, having to go through, but to end up with a guy like this, who they didn't even know could do this this quickly, I don't think yeah, because absolutely. they worked so hard in the offseason to continue to try to maybe get in other center type guys. Um, and then now could go, maybe we don't need it. You know, maybe we actually have our guy. And for him, I think at this point to be moving even quicker than they could have imagined. And I happened, I had a just kind of a happenstance meeting with Tyson Chandler this weekend at a volleyball tournament of all things. <laughs> and it was a great place to chat with him a little bit about, about Eric Lively too. And he was so happy for this kid. And he was saying, um, this is way faster than, you know, even mm. I could have imagined. And he said, it is like looking in a mirror. He's just, blown away by the similarities between him and Derek Lively. And um uh, he just has, you know, felt so encouraged by the fact that he is moving so quickly. And he's 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 just someone that's soaking in a lot and now giving them, you know, a lot of faith in what they have and, and Luca trust, right? And that's that's a huge thing.
0: Absolutely. That's that's wild to hear from, from Tyson Chandler, who's won a defensive player of the year, like has has been one of the top defensive centers in the league to see that to see his development, to see him go on. I was uh, I was on Subtext, our subscription site where you can get text straight to your phone, and I w- I do like a watchback where I'll watch back a quarter and I'll point out film, I'll point out like different things in in the game. And it was how how little mistakes Derek Lively made stood out to me when I was going through that. When I was going through the fourth quarter, I was like, he just doesn't make mistakes. He makes the right play at every move. You can see him thinking through stuff, and he'll take his time. On some things like any of his post ups, they're not really rushed because he's like, "All right, I want to get this right. I want to do this right." But then also the passes are are right on, the right, right on the money and quickly when they need to get it out. And so the maturity, like you said, the decision making, the maturity has been really impressive, and it's good to hear Tyson's Im- impressed by it too, which is just, well. Just a great and,
1: I, and speaking of maturity, because I said, "Oh, he's like mature beyond his years," and he's like you know he's not really that mature you know like <laughs> as a, he's a kid he wanted me to you know make sure yeah, right, that i understood right. that he's still goofy and silly and a teenager <laughs> and all that stuff but obviously the the play is kind of light years ahead and the game is slowed down for him as you were talking about just now so quickly but maybe it's because he really, really understands his role, and he really understands his strengths and the kind yeah. of player he is. He's not trying to do too much. He knows what he does well. He's even happy to describe describe it as doing the dirty work, uh, and that he loves that. Uh, he understands that he's out there to to clean up messes or to to be, you know, the backstop and be the vocal guy. He gets it, and he's comfortable with that. And so I think that's what's You know, slowed the game down for him a little bit quicker.
0: Absolutely, and so coming up, let's talk about some things that we've been encouraged by. We've been encouraged a lot by Derek Lively, but what else from the Dallas Mavericks have we been encouraged by in their four and O start? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. They are the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. And it's just you against the numbers. You don't have to battle against a bunch of guys that are sitting in their basement with an algorithm or sitting in there, you know, like have all this experience behind them. It's just you versus the projections. All you have to do is go to Prize picks. So right now we're recording this before the Thursday night game. So for example, Joel Embiid against the Raptors, 28 and a half points. I'm going to go more on Joel Embiid there. Tyrese Maxey, he's been killing it. I think he's going to have an off game. There's got to be an off shooting game. He's been shooting the lights out. So I'm going to go less on him. Pascal Siakam, 19 and a half points. Give me more on that. If I put down 20 bucks, I can win 100 on that one. You can try all kinds of different stuff. And prize picks will give you a reboot policy. So let's say I put that in before the game started, and then Pascal Siakam is out that game. You can... uh, you can get one of those players back. So for football and basketball games, if you have a player that exits the game in the first half, doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy like that. Go to prizepix.com slash Use the code NBA, all lowercase, one word, NBA for a first deposit match up to $100.
1: Shut it down!
0: Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Locked Up Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. Again, if you want to support the show, get text straight from me, get the watchback film reviews, that kind of thing. Subscribe to our subtext. Click the link in the description or text the number. All right, Data, let's talk about some things we're encouraged by. We talk about Derek Lively. That was probably number one on my list. Yeah. So I, all right, let's talk about him up front. Another thing that I'm encouraged by is the Mavericks finding a way to win a game that Luka didn't score efficiently in against the Bulls. He won five of 16 from the field. They played that really great defense against him. He had six turnovers too, which stood out to me last season. How many games do you think the Mavericks won when Luca scored between one and 19 points?
1: Hmm.
0: I, single home, digits. At, I was going to say at home, play along. How many games do you think the Mavs uh, won? Zero, zero no. and four, Zero and four last year. There was only four games that Luca scored between That's one what? and 19 points. which just wild to think about, but They never won when Luka scored less than basically 20 points in a game last year. And so for them to already have done that is already a step forward with this group. And without Kyrie too, I think they're really taking a step forward as a group collectively.
1: Oh, couldn't agree with you more. And I think you're right because it was a game. There was no Kyrie. And so maybe that um, leads to one of the things that's so encouraging to me too. And that is the addition of Grant Williams because Mm. you have a guy of his caliber that is is there to do so much for you now. I mean, he is fitting so many, he's checking so many boxes, right? Of things that they absolutely needed when they were going to look for a player like him. There's a guy who can drain seven threes so he can pick up the scoring for Luca, right? But that's not the only thing that he brings. He brings so much. He's really showing to be, Uh, the complete package out there right now. And for them to know that they identified a need, identified a player, got that player. And now for him, he's, this was a great opportunity for him, an elevated role. He's not a role player on a great team. He is now an everyday starter who is looking really um, to be somebody they count on as a featured scorer and and honestly the defensive leader really um and, and until maybe uh derek lively just you know blossoms even more and maybe he really becomes the anchor but but that's a lot for grant willens yeah. and he looks really ready he looks really ready
0: oh you could just tell from from jump street that he was ready to go like just in right. what he was saying and how he was ready for this opportunity ready to step up i find it funny after games when he's talking about some of the young players, like he was talking about lively last night he goes, yeah, you know, the, the the youth on our team, like, dude, you're 24 yeah. years old. Like you're, you're part of the youth too. Like you, you and Lucas still are part of the youth on this team a little, but he, he carries himself like a vet. He, he is a vet. Grant Williams is going to be one of my things too. And it was just Grant Williams getting up shots was the thing mm-hmm. I was encouraged by. Cause we thought that, you know, we thought we knew he'd shoot. Well, he's a great shooter, but this season so far, He's taken 7.3 threes a game, shooting 55%. Last season on the Celtics, he took three and a half threes a game. So he's up like four. He's up like four threes a game, basically doubling. Year before that, it was three and a half as well on that. Grant Williams has already taken eight or more threes in three other four games. Last season, he played the whole year for the Celtics. He took more than eight threes twice. (laughs) The year before that, he took more than eight threes in a game once. So like he's already surpassed the, the amount of times he's taken volume threes or like eight or more threes in a game than he did the last two seasons combined with the Celtics. So like this bigger role, it's real. He's shooting, he's shooting really well. Can't sustain fifty five percent, I don't think. But but yeah, it, he's been awesome in this elevator role.
1: And in the preseason, I remember him kind of talking about his frustrations because his his shot mm-hmm. wasn't exactly falling just yet, and he may have been putting pressure on himself to be to really you know be making a good first impression. So for for him to come out now when it matters, because now these are the games that matter for him to to shoot that shot so smooth, too. He's always he he makes it look so easy. He he, you know, he doesn't ever look under stress out there. And I I just think you point out his age. And the thing I keep coming back to is um, he just has he played on a team that had so many great players that had so many, you know, great vets and they played deep they played in pressure situations he's just already been there done that with so much so even at 24 he's like you know a grizzled veteran in terms of what he's seen <laughs> in. yeah and and we know he's smart we know he's really really smart so he's going to fit so well with luca because they're both always thinking the game they're both mm-hmm. always that one step ahead
0: there was a play last night again i was doing the film breakdown on, on subtext and he was in the corner it was late, in the, late in the clock, and there was a defender coming at him, and he only had a, like a split second to get his shot off. And normally, when you catch a shot, I'm gonna get a little, I'm gonna get a little shot nerdy. So everybody, ever stick with me here for a second. Normally, when you get a shot and you're on the three point line, you normally see guys catch the ball and kind of dip. The ball goes like below your waist, kind of, and then you come up, and then you come up with your, you know, your form, and then you you go for it. Instead, what Grant did, he caught it at his chest and he didn't dip at all and he just lifted the ball above his head and shot it like didn't do the dip and because he, he didn't have that much time to get the shot off and like that's just such a a high level thing where it's it's him taking the next step and going that that extra level to be that much more of an elite shooter and he, he hit the shot as a fourth quarter shot they needed it and hit that three and man like just seeing that I was like oh man like he's not he's not kidding around
1: <laughs> he was no, ready to take that next step that. not kidding around with he had some big rebounds late yeah big steal. Um, So, I mean, he's, he's playing high, high intensity on both ends of the court.
0: Last thing on Grant Williams. uh, I said that Derek Lively, the Mavericks are are better on, on defense when he's on the court. What was it? 7.6 points per hundred possessions with Grant Williams on the court versus off the court. They're 15.8 points per hundred possessions better on defense. I mean, so the the eye test is saying he's good on defense. The numbers are saying they're, great when he's on the court and when he's Mm. off the court, they've been struggling. And so maybe that's something that we'll have to monitor going Mm -hmm. forward, but, but yeah, he's been, he's been awesome. He's been the the catalyst for them on defense. Jason Kidd even said he's the voice that we needed, which they so desperately needed last year.
1: Absolutely. Luca was quick to point him out without even being asked about him after the Memphis win um, and gave him all the credit for being the difference. Right now, and why this thing is headed in this direction at four and zero, and that's and for Luca to do that, he's made a big impression.
0: Yeah, Luca doesn't call people out that that often, like, like on his own, unless they're sitting next right. to him. Which was Grant sitting next to him during that presser. That was that was oh, one of the more shit. fun ones. <laughs> <Can't> remember, <laughs> one more fun ones so one. <laughs> more
1: fun ones so We need
0: more. We need more pressers with with Luca sitting <laughs> next to somebody, Grant or whoever, to get that personality True. out of him. Um, True. But, well, yeah, so that's the things we've been encouraged by coming up. There's a few things. There are a couple things that I'm, I'm discouraged by. So let's talk about that. Injuries kind of mounting up. Luca's minutes. What's going on with Omax? I got more stuff. Dana will share some. Talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Hopefully, you took advantage of that through the Rangers run. If you didn't, I guess you can put some on the Mavericks, put some on the Cowboys, put some on the Stars. It's the Sports Equinox. We're still con- continuing with that going forward. Also, I want to share this. This is still true. Luka is tied with Nikola Jokic for uh, lowest MVP odds or highest MVP odds, I guess. He's plus 400 to win the MVP. Jokic plus 400 Tatum is plus 700 Giannis and Embiid are plus 900. That's still the same today on Thursday as I'm recording this. So you can check that out as well and see what's available for you on FanDuel again, FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season, NBA season in full swing. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL.
1: Shut it down. Oh, no! Let's go home! All
0: right, Dana. We've been encouraged. We're feeling good. The vibes are, are almost immaculate. They're, they're feeling great. Let's talk about some things that we're concerned about or discouraged by. I'll, I'll let you go first. What's something that you're you're looking at with the Mavericks? Say I'm, I'm discouraged by this or concerned.
1: This was this is pretty hard, honestly. I mean, you know, they're four and zero, and things feel really good. And we've just listed a lot of of good things, including we didn't even get to like Derek Jones Jr., who's no. just been a revelation here these last couple of games. And Tim Hardaway Jr., who's been as consistent as anyone, and and that could have gone badly, um, the way it felt going into the season. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of, of really th- good things, things that are encouraging. Um, discouraging, maybe you know, I would just have to start with the Kyrie injury. Um, that's just one that you you get. We don't know. It's been hard too. There's been very little information um, that's been made public about what he's dealing with, how it happened, if it's more of a nagging thing or being called day to day, but sometimes foot issues can really turn into other things. And, um, you know, before we know it, you just feel like he's missed back-to-back games. All of a sudden, what if it's a month, you know, we want to be careful, right. And, and a couple of games can quickly turn into a couple of weeks to make sure he's right and all that sort of thing. So, to me, that's discouraging. All we really wanted was for them, for Luca and for Kyrie to have a lot of time together and to really hone that chemistry. And we saw it in San Antonio. It, it was good. They were making sweet music together right at the end of that <laughs> game. And that was pretty exciting. It felt like they'd worked on things in training camp and in and, and the preseason. And they were going to bring those things out together and prove that they could do it. And now, just to, so quickly, we're in the same scenario that we were before.
0: Absolutely. This was one of mine, full stop. Kyrie's injury, will he be ready by Friday? Like I, We don't know, right? We haven't had information. There was no practice on Thursday, so we didn't really get an, an update like that. It's a left foot sprain, is what they're calling it. Now, he dealt with right foot injuries mm-hmm. at the end of last season. So it's a different foot now. So now, well, now we're talking about feet with with Kyrie and not just one foot situation, right. which is which is not great either to think about. So I'm concerned about that. But then your point of now we're back to almost square one of they haven't had time together. We were excited for the whole training camp, the whole preseason, the whole beginning of the season. And now they played five minutes together in the preseason. They've played, what, two games in the regular season. And now I don't know how long this this injury will last for for Kyrie, and so yeah, not getting that time together because I to me this this whole season was based upon I I don't think they were going to win the title, and so for me it's what are Luca and Kyrie? Can we figure out what that duo is? Can can we figure out which role players are going to be like title ready in a year or two? Right, <laughs> like let's let's figure that out for this Mavericks team, but first it's figure out Luca and Kyrie, and so if they don't figure out what that is this season, then. Like, all right, you got it. Then you got a different question to answer by the end of the year, and so yeah, this is one that is is concerning to me. But I don't know how how bad the injury is, so I don't know how much to be concerned by it or not.
1: And I don't even know if Kyrie was right to begin with, quite honestly, because it felt like it was a really long off season, and he came back and wanted to take it slow. We heard him talk about that. And then uh, his shooting percentage, especially from three, shooting 16% from three Mm. seemed off. Something was wrong there. And he said after um, the second game, which he was against the Brooklyn Nets that night, and he said, I'm feeling all of my 13 years. (laughs) And and he thought, I wonder... Is that even more than just something with the foot or whatever? You know, he, he, he you start to feel it. You do right at that. We, me point, and him the, are the me foot and foot. him are the same
0: age, and so I don't know. <laughs> if we could be talking about like being old and having injuries yet, right? Like I'm not I'm not ready no. to, to like to say that yet.
1: To go there. That's true. I know. <laughs> oh. I know. Truly. Truly. But I, I think that that's my only my only concern is obviously that he, we got to get him back and get him right.
0: Yeah, that's 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 definitely one thing to be a little discouraged by. The Mavericks winning without him is probably another encouraging thing. Yeah. I know I'm not playing the game right, but <laughs> that's another thing to be encouraged At by. To win.
1: The rules, Nick.
0: <laughs> to win. Yeah, I did make the rules. Yeah, that's right. It's my it's my game. I can do whatever I want. Uh, uh, so, but the, another thing I was going to say earlier about being encouraged by the Mavs are also they're winning the possessions without Luca on the court. Uh, the Mavericks are plus two point eight net rating, so that's the points per hundred possessions on offense and in defense. So they're they're winning those possessions. Without Luca. It's like 91 possessions so far without Luca. So, again, really small sample size. 33 of them are without Kyrie. They've still won the, the possessions without Luca and Kyrie. So, I guess that's kind of encouraging, but still really small sample size. Another thing I'm discouraged by is Luca had to play 40 minutes against Memphis and Chicago. Without Kyrie, if Kyrie's going to be out sometime, you've got to really manage his minutes. And I wonder if some of the minute stuff was wearing on him because he did not shoot the ball well like we saw. I, mean, I just we just had follow on the other day, and he was like, "Man, Luca's legs are under him, and he's looking real good in his shot." And then all of a sudden, he followed that up with with every shot was short against against the Bulls. And so that's something they really do have to manage because they can't just play him into the ground like they did last year.
1: Well, and and actually, this goes pretty well, uh, segueing into the other thing I was going to say that seems a little discouraging, and that is, I feel like we're still trying to figure out this log jam that they have with guards. Right. And that, how are they going to manage Jaden Hardy, getting him some playing time? Seth Curry has barely played. This is a guy who I am just a big fan of in general, because I love the way he fought to create, you know, his opportunities and to, to build a career that he has like this. And he's a tremendous shooter. Shooters need to shoot in games. (laughs) To have rhythm, right? And he is getting such a, such few minutes that when he's out there and sometimes he's, he plays out and he never even touches the ball. Yeah. So if those are the guys that you need to get more minutes to give Luca a break, there needs to be a little bit. They, they've they got to figure that out a little bit. And we saw Jaden Hardy play more in the Bulls game and get a lot of credit for making big plays. And really, kudos to him because he'd not played much at all. So to, to stay ready and keep, stay mentally in the game in that situation. But I just don't know how that's going to play out. And if there's a good way to do that so that Luca maybe doesn't have to play 40 minutes a game.
0: Yeah. It's like, we're excited about the depth, but yet the depth has not solved the Luca playing too much. You know, other guys right. haven't gotten enough time. We knew, we knew that logjam was going to be there with the, right. the Tim Seth Hardy thing. I did not expect the answer to be, we're going to play Tim and neither of the other guys. <laughs> like I did not right. expect that to be the answer the kid came to. My last thing quickly is I'm discouraged by the lack of Omax playing time. It's it's part of the logjam, but I, I wish I wish that he would have been a little bit more ready sooner. Derek Jones Jr. has has leaped out, like you said, so that has been a reason why we haven't seen anything from from Omax yet. Um, but that's that's one thing that I'm 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 looking at. I'm, I'm not concerned yet, but I'm just a little discouraged by. It. I wish that he was was ready sooner because he's another guy that I just, I root for so hard <laughs> because of of how he is and like the you know the like how he he speaks about the game and how he was coming in as, as a rookie and like ready to learn and be hungry. And him and it felt like him and Lively were like on the same level. And now Lively has completely overshadowed where he is. And I'm curious if he's going to play in the G League. Their first game is November 10th with the Legends. And so I'm, I'm curious if he's going to play anytime time with them.
1: Well, and you just hope, too, that, um, you know, he's not going to take any of this and be deflated yeah. by it um, because it was tough the way he kind of got built up early on. And with Jason Kidd saying, I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw these guys into the starting line I'm going to see what they've got. Right. And all of a sudden we're going, Oh, these, these are both potential starters in the NBA. Well, that puts a lot of expectations that when um, you don't live up to, it can feel, you know, like, like you failed or you're not that kind of player after all when that's not the case at all. I mean, truly he needs time and he is very raw. That was pretty clear to see in those preseason games. And, uh, you know, that's that's probably not ideal. You would have liked to have had somebody that you, you could use a little bit more. But I do hope that he is going to be able to stay mentally strong through all of it. Get maybe G League wouldn't be a bad thing because those... Just get out there and play those games, right? It's there's for someone who needs that because he is a little bit more on the raw side of things. You don't want to just sit on the bench.
0: Yeah, he's he needs the playing time, he needs the reps, and he needs the reps with the speed of the game. That was the thing that I saw in preseason is that you know the the speed just seemed a little bit too. He seems a little too fast and too rushed, which rookies do, and so he needs time with that with that speed and and those guys. And he'll play with you know if he goes to the Legends, they've got some vets there. Just Justin Jackson with what Carlisle called the greatest floater in NBA history.'ve they've got, they've got our guy Theo Pinson, they've got Tony Bradley's played some NBA games. I mean, they've got a bunch of vets down there. and so I'm curious if he does get some playing time. The other thing is that they took it really slow with Hardy too. I mean remember Hardy didn't play in the NBA not even at all until what January, December or January. So the, Ma- the I, I'm, I trust the Mavericks in their like development because I think they did well with Hardy. I think they've done well with, with Josh Green when they took o- when this new group took over. Obviously, they've done well with Derek Lively. Maybe Lively would have done well no matter no matter what. But, but yeah. So those are some things we're encouraged and discouraged by. Let us know. Let us know what you're encouraged by with Derek Lively, what you've been impressed by so far. Let us know if you're going to the Rangers parade. I'm, I'm curious about that. We'll be back tomorrow. Mavs play the Nuggets. That's a big game because it's in season tournament. They'll use the new court for in you know with the Nuggets, and so we'll see that. And uh, defending
1: so champs.
0: All that. It's check back. Exciting. Check back tomorrow, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.